Oh my goodness. On this episode, I have the amazing Lily Seisch joining me for the third time on the podcast. And today we switch gears and dive deep into running a heart-centered business. A huge part of this conversation is about money um, and about like how to figure out what to charge and marketing and feelings around money and taboos and all that good stuff. We also talk about like finding balance, imposter syndrome, and resources to help you grow and expand. There's seriously so much in this conversation. I am super grateful that you tuned in today. Welcome to the A Nourishing Place podcast. My name is Kelly Newton. I'm a self-love mindset and manifestation coach here to empower, motivate, create community, and remind you of how powerful you are. I will be bringing you interviews, tools, and resources all revolved around mindset, self-love, money, spirituality, manifestation, and so much more. I'm so excited that you're here today. Let's get started. I'm really excited to have you on again for podcast number three. Me too. And talking about businesses and heart-centered businesses. That's what I'm going to call it, but could be conscious or spiritual business owners or yeah, yeah. whatever people identify with. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, so I actually did reach out to some friends of mine. I have several like heart center business owner friends and people that I'm just connected with. And I asked them if they had any questions for this podcast and people had questions. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it was um, really great because for this podcast episode, even as like, I don't have a team, it's just me right now. And so sometimes it feels kind of lonely and like, I have no one to bounce ideas off of or get ideas from. And so I'm really grateful. I, I reached out to the community and they reached back and had like great questions. Um, so, you know, we're not alone in that sense. Yes. Yeah. I know. I, I've made friends in my community, um, as well. And, and I can think of some in particular and that we have kind of regular, and it makes me think of like a regular calls. I could finish my sentence. It makes me think of my colleagues when I was a school psychologist, cause I had, um, I loved my colleagues that were there and I'm kind of thinking of you know, everybody would change throughout the, the years, but, um, I would make time to like go to their office or they would come to my office and we would like catch up, you know, especially if it was like right. the clinical psychologist, she wasn't there. She would be there like two days a week. And then the, um, the school social worker, she would be there. And so we just go into, yeah, um, talk about cases or just catch up as friends and yeah. I love that in the community. And so now I have, um, a good, group of people like in the three principles community and we'll say, and we do a lot of the same courses in the same groups and we'll say, Oh, you want to catch up this weekend? And I was just talking to one friend cause she had, we're both doing like three of the same mentorships and courses Oh wow! <laughs> her face. And so we're like, should we catch up this weekend? And she's a therapist and also transitioning to a coach. And I, I just love, um, yeah, having friends because it's just me too. It's I'm it's just me. I'm the only person on my business. But yeah, I think it's nice to have that like community support because like you're saying it's just you too. And it's like sometimes it's just like my I want more questions or stimulation or something, or I'm just like someone like, hey, how did you do that? How did you do this? Or do you experience the same thing? Or like you said, just to have catch up as friends and mutual someone who understands what you what your life's like and things like that, which is so nice. Yeah. 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 Well, well, one of the, Oh, go ahead. No, go on. I was going to say, should okay. we get to the questions? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> one of the questions that came up more than once 
um, was about money. So um, I've seen like a lot of heart-centered business owners often like hold a fear of charging for their services or like asking themselves, like, should they be charging people for helping them? If they're even allowed to charge for something that they love doing. I see like so much financial trauma in this. Um, and I felt it myself too and done work around it, but they also have this desire to like want to stay authentic in their sales strategies. So like, what are your thoughts on this? And like, have you experienced this? This is such a huge, this is something that I, I'm still, I, for lack of a better word, working on myself, you know? Right. Same. Um, and I think there are mo like right now I feel pretty good about it. Um, but as with everything, sometimes my state of mind changes, but it, it, I think also I'm in the mental health field, you know? And so I help people with anxiety and panic and, and OCD. And so I definitely have, um, thoughts about charging people, um, and when I, before I was a school psychologist, I earned a salary, but I didn't, you know, the, the people that I, the students that I see, like they weren't paying me. So there wasn't an exchange, right. um, it, but, but honestly being a school psychologist in Los Angeles, like I actually couldn't really survive on that salary to have children. I was the lead school psychologist and it was still a couple times a year. I would have $0 in my bank account, right. you know, I'm not a big spender, but I think limited by working in the school system. So, but kind yeah. of what we're talking about today of having a heart centered business, it's definitely like, I know I can get in my own way of wanting to be accessible for people and, um, and people, you know, I have a, like a large following on social media. So sometimes I don't get many comments, but sometimes people will say stuff of like, oh, you're charging for this or she's running a business. Um, and, and it used to bother me more. I mean, obviously it still bothers me. Um, um, you know, and somebody just today said, oh, she's like, it was a, a thing of kind of giving people hope for anxiety recovery. And she, somebody commented, she's running a business. Um, and, and like yesterday, I think somebody commented, are you doing this? So people will have to like purchase your products, you know? And, um, and actually early in my start as kind of being in private practice and being a coach, I had a psychiatrist leave me really hateful comments on TikTok. And I just thought she was, uh, or whoever was commenting, I thought they were just a troll. So I just kind of deleted and blocked. And then they kept saying more and more because they said all these horrible things. And then she emailed me and she had a bunch of critiques. She found my email address and said, in the spirit of 2020, you know, all these things that some of them were just misunderstanding. She didn't really, um, but one of the, her critiques was my price because she said, well, people on TikTok are like very young people and you're just offering hope for OCD and you're charging people. And also she had my prices wrong, but she said, who are you to charge these prices? And you're just, um, you know, she was actually, she said that in her email, she said, people reached out to me and they know you're from the rich suburbs of Santa Monica. And it was like really weird. She was like a lot of your followers, you know, also, and it was, it was really scary to me because it was the start of my, you know, this was over a year ago, it was like a year and a half ago, but a big part of it was she was really like, cause she was saying that 
okay, the rich white women that could afford my services, like they were the only ones that might be able to recover from OCD. So I was giving, because a lot of more traditional um, talk in like the OCD community is like, you can't fully recover, you know, which is BS. And I thought only rich white women would be able, like, what was she even talking about? But um, that's a whole other tangent, but it obviously like got in my head and she was wrong about my prices. I mean, she was kind of quoting like a group, which is like, that's not a usual session. That's well, you know, I will say one of my mentors always says, uh, you know, if you don't have haters, you're doing something wrong because you can't please everyone. And they also say, um, there's no such thing as expensive because someone will buy a $5 white t-shirt and someone will spend $3,000 on the same white t-shirt of a different brand name. So like, you know. Yes. So it, I guess all this sometimes it's a grow, it's a, it's a journey for me. Um, but I also know for me, I have spent thousands and thousands and thousands, you know, probably over a hundred thousand dollars on my education. Um, and whether it was, you know, traditional training, but, you know, I just joined another virtual mentorship, you know, and so I keep a lot of work into my practice because I love it, but also like, I, I mean, not to be like, we're all worth it. I mean, also like it's even a, a therapist that has to work at a clinic and, you know, every, I'm not saying, but it's, it definitely gets in my head. Um, but it also, sounds like you're saying it's very hard <laughs> to like figure it out. I wouldn't say that because I think that isn't, doesn't make anybody feel good if they're starting out. I think to know, because it's not very hard right now, there are times I think I can get in my head, you know? So I think a, a better word that I would say is it's evolving. It's, um, it's normal. Um, but to like, when I line up with my prices and I'm at peace with it, um, because sometimes when I've worked with business coaches, they want me to charge more, or if I work with a, you know, right. like, and, and I have to just charge what feels good to me. And I think you totally hit it there. Like with the alignment piece. Yeah. You know, yeah. What yeah. feels good for you. Not what the business coaches are telling you. But I I think on the other side of that, some people that I've seen will charge way, way less. Yeah. Which I then think is like an, almost like an internal worth or like limiting belief they need to go through, you know, that kind of like work on yourself piece. Um, Because there needs to be an exchange of some sorts, you know, and you have a ton of free content. I think just from watching your Instagram and TikTok, you can get so much from that. And a lot of people have so much great free content, or then they have like, you have a lot of group calls, for example. And then yes, you have your one-on-one, but your one-on-one time should be at a higher price point because it's you one-on-one. So I, I mean, I know people who charge $30,000, $100,000 for their coaching packages yeah, because they can make $100,000 from a two-hour workshop. So like their one-on-one time, inc- you know, increases because they don't want to spend that time. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's, I think it's, yeah, I mean, I, I love this conversation because I think it's, what feels in alignment and it's okay if that's changing. And I, I definitely am moving into raising my prices for some things, but that doesn't mean that I might, you know, um, change it up. And because I do, I have so much free content, but I also know, yeah, my prices are low, you know, um, and they might be high. It's all relative, you know, but I also think, um, 
yeah, I, I think on the bottom line is what feels good to you. And especially for people where they're starting out in their coaching career, where, you know, it might feel really great to charge a hundred dollars for a session because they would feel uncomfortable maybe charging 200 or 500, or maybe yeah. it's you know their first year. And then as you gain confidence, you know, and, um, yeah, I'll try to think if there's a final thing and then I'll just pass it over to you in that. I don't even know if there really um, is. <laughs> I guess I also think, oh, what I was going to say is I've had times when I, um, cause I guess I have a sliding scale, you know, I don't really post it, but I definitely, especially if it's clients that I've known for two years and I understand their financial situation and, or like, you know, I have, especially if it's like a college person and we've just kind of known each other or they've done a group with me, we work it out. Like, you know, especially for, but when I've run groups, I've had times when I've given it, like, you know, allowed people to join for free. And I feel like, yeah, if they don't have any skin in the game, they actually don't show up as much. Or if it's too low, yeah. I've only had probably one woman. And I can just think of her because we talked almost two years ago. It was like two years ago in November. She did my group. She showed up. She changed her whole life. She hadn't left her house for a few weeks and she went back to school. She would take her son to football games. She'd take her nephew. She'd send me all these photos. She did it. Wow. I was like, any group you want to join for free, you just join. So she, because, but also she didn't even ask me. She was like, I'm going to, when we did our free call for my group, she's like, I'm going to ask around. I'm like, no, no, just pay what you pay $25, just join. But when I've actually given very low prices, those people don't really show up. I've um, seen that too. You know, and so I do think there is something of, and I know for me, sometimes if I've paid a really low group, I don't watch the recordings. I might not show right. up. If I paid whatever is a, a slightly painful part, you better bet I'm sending my kids away. I'm showing up, I'm listening. Um, so I think there is something to be said for that because it's, you know, my groups are definitely a lower price point and probably always about only half the people show up and then they might watch the recording, but, um, I don't know, but so it's, it's, it is definitely, um, a work in progress for me. And I, I, right now I feel pretty confident in it. I don't feel, um, I don't have too much thinking about it. Um, but I think you had said like, you've done some work and I've talked to my mentors about right. it. And so I think to kind of that's, you know, I think it was Mr. Rogers, if it's mentionable, it's manageable. So I've talked about it, you know, and then it kind of can help me get clarity or just also knowing it depends on my state of mind. And if I'm in an insecure state of mind, um, I don't know, but yeah, what are, do you have any, well, I don't know. I think. Yeah. I, I mean, I think if you're just starting out, see, okay. And if you're listening, if like you're one of my followers, for example, like it's a very spiritual like process for me. Like I'm a spirit led coach. So I check in with my, my soul, my spirit guides, my intuition, what should I charge for this? And sometimes they come back with a number that I'm like, what? Like, am I ready to charge that? Like, that seems like a little high. I'm freaked out by that, you know? And they're like, uh, no, you know what I mean? Like you're ready, you know, to, make this price it at this point, do this price it at this point. And so for me, it's come simpler, but in the beginning I was hosting women's circles more often. And I remember being like, I need to charge for these. There's a lot of work that goes into it. A lot of energy is exchanged. So I need to get the, to me, like money is energy. It's just an energy exchange. And so I wanted an energy exchange, but I was like, what can I charge for this? You know, so I ended up doing them on a sliding scale that felt comfortable, be comfortable for me at the time. 
which I think was like 15 to $35, but it was like a four hour in-person event. And I have to do a lot before and after. Right. So it was just like, but it's, it's harder because those are so community-based, you know? And so there's that piece too, where it's like, I like the, um, gosh, I can't think of what it's called, but it's essentially like a ladder of your services. So you right, you have your free services. You maybe have like your larger groups that cost a little bit less and maybe you have a workshop courses, you know, and then your one-on-ones, which I, for me are like the top price because you're getting one-on-one access to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. And even with that, like e- emailing and things like that in between, I think there's a lot that goes into it. I know. I think, you know what, for me, it still is a work in progress in terms of charging. Same. I know I charge low (laughs) and a lot of times P and I just raised my prices just a tiny bit, but not for, not for my old clients. And so I thought yours was quite low actually when I looked (laughs) and I just raised it. Well, should we be transparent? Should we say what our prices are for one-on-one? Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. I mean, mine are posted on my website. Yeah, Mine too. Mine too. I just raised my price to two fifty an hour. Um, but probably more than half of my clients don't pay that because they're old clients and and so I've already given them, some of them are, are two years old, right. um, yeah. and some of them, um, but I guess, um, yeah. And I think also what I'm moving towards is not going to do a, a one-off, um, where, because yeah. right now I have it available and, um, part of it for me of being a heart centered business is I love it. Like my business is an extension mm-hmm. of me. So I yeah. love talking to people, especially diverse people all over the world. Like when I first started doing that, I'm like, I could die happy because I talked to a woman yesterday in Qatar, you know, and it's, she's my second person that I shot. I've never been there. I love it. Like, and I talked to people in India, in Qatar, in Australia, like, you know, in Australia, in just all over the world. And so to me, that right. just, my heart is so full doing that, that when I think of, oh, if I raised my prices and I didn't have a single session, would I miss out on getting to know these beautiful souls? But I also know because right now I'm very, very busy with one-on-ones, I'm not really able to create, spend time creating a course that I want. And, um, and also then my, I really want to spend more time with my children. Um, and so I do know that I am going to be moving in the direction of offering more of a package. And yeah, that might be a no for some people, but as you said, if, if, if that's a no, I have a course, if that's a no, you can get a workshop. Um, and if obviously if all that's no, I've got a YouTube channel and thousands of videos. Um, and if that's a no, maybe I just have to fit, you know what I mean? Like, I know. And that's it. That is what, because I think where I'm a heart centered person, I've had people that said, is there a financial flexibility? And like, you know, it tugs at my heartstrings and I keep finding myself saying yes. And then I keep working after my son's home from school and I keep, um, so as I said, I'm just being fully transparent that it's, I think that's like the business and the heart, you know, I know kind of where I am. Um, but I, you know, I just will find authentically me, but I'm moving in that direction, but I, I'll say one thing. And then like, cause I'm doing a course um, that I've been working on for months and it's, and it's, um, but I'm going to charge a higher price point, but I have kind of, and I loved when you said like your spirit guides, cause I feel like my wisdom kind of came through with a number and I'm like, that's a little high, but I'm like, <laughs> let me because I'm like, let me, I don't really know, but I keep saying, oh, maybe lower. And my wisdom's like, no, no, 
And I also have this feeling that like actually charging at this higher price point, it's going to make a bigger impact, but I haven't fully decided yet. And that's what I think is what I come kind of come through of a heart centered business. There's no rush. Like, yes, I'm working yeah, exactly really stepping up my business. Cause also I just started working with like an agency and kind of like helping with the marketing and like, but I'm not really in a rush. I want to do it slowly. And I want to do it in a way that, that feels good because I also know when I'm aligned and when yeah. I think I have an exciting offer, this is yeah. like, there's no course like it just because there's no, there's no two people that are alike. So I'm like, I am offering this to you. This is exciting. Like here's a wonderful offer. Um, it's a, you know, um, rather than like, Hey, buy my course. Like, I don't want to do that. Right. energy. They work with me. Like, no, it's more like, here's an opportunity. Um, and exactly. I know when I line up with that, the price doesn't really matter. Right. Well, I love how you're saying like, this is an opportunity in the terms of like sales strategies. Like to me, if we don't market what our offers are, we can't help anyone. Right. Like, and like you're saying, doing it in a way that's authentic, like this is an opportunity for you. I've definitely learned so much from courses that I've taken and even like six month courses where I've invested multiple thousands of dollars into that have changed my life you know, and same. And so, yeah. So I mean, and it's interesting, like, so I mean, I chart, so I get you on the one-offs because I decided like, I want to see someone through like a cycle, a season. And, you know, like I want to work with someone for six months. I don't want to do that many one-offs. I do have a one-off option. that's for for a 90 minute session um, that includes like one week of emailing back and forth um, of unlimited emails. And that's $400. And then for that's my really, six, really fair, actually, I love that. That's a fair price and a good deal. Go <laughs> on do. that. I'm like, I might steal that from you because yeah, I, the emails are nice. Like, that's kind of a mini package. You get exactly. a 90 minute session and, you know, five or seven days of email, like, wow, mm-hmm. transformation can happen in that. Exactly. And because they can ask questions or stuff can come up later. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of like, I can't think of what I called it now, but yeah, it's like a transformation session. A lot can happen in 90 minutes. A lot can. And then I, use it, please do. I mean, okay, that's like, okay, okay. yeah, I mean, use well, it all. <laughs> I, mean, I actually don't really talk about business. So this is actually, I mean, yeah, like, I think it's great. I'm like, this is supportive. You, yeah. And I then bet I have you, a yeah. six month. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, go on. I was just going to say, I bet there are other people that. They can use it too. Yeah. I don't really have good ideas sometimes about the business side. Let's get it. Yeah, I get it. So then my six months, right now I am offering sliding scale for both because I have hugely benefited from sliding scale. I don't know if I will forever, but um, eventually I'll offer something else. I know some people who do like super extended payment plans to help people be able to afford things. Um, I know people who charge like $1,600 for a 90 minute session. And um, they have like long-term payment plans so people can build up to that session. So that's another way you can help with like the income. Uh, but anywho, sorry, I digress. Um, they're, my six-month package is $6,000 um, if paid in full. There is a payment plan um, so you can pay per month. And then that includes uh, three, set, three phone calls, 60-minute phone calls a month and one energy healing session a month. And then unlimited emails, but I will just have three days a week where I have office hours um, as a way to kind of like set my own boundaries, right? Like I yeah. check my emails Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'll make sure I get back to you Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, yeah. 
I love that. So. I mean, just to be transparent, since, I mean, cause I, I love this and I think I've always, uh, um, a couple that I love and a creative, um, Amy McNee, she's on Instagram. She's, um, oh my God, inspired to write. And she, and her husband, I think James is her husband. Yes. Um, they have a podcast also like unpublished and she's a writer and a creative and they talk about business like on their podcast. And even though they're artists and creators, but I just, I love the conversation and I'm excited that we're having this because, um, one of last, last year I, I spent $6,000 to do, um, uh, like a, a virtual mentorship with Dr. Pettit. And that first was like, that was an investment. We had a lot of sessions. Um, I can't remember how many, um, but I mean, that was the first. And then, you know, so I mean, just, but it was invaluable. So I think yeah. um, I did that. And then I also last year spent $6,000 to do just a week long thing with Michael Neal. And then I was like, Oh my God, you need to take a break. But I just signed up for just <laughs> another 6,000 to do a virtual member mentorship with George and Linda Pransky. And it's four months, but I get like one session a month, a week with them, no, a month with them. And then there's like group calls and there's stuff, but it was really, I was sitting on it. Cause at first when I saw the, right. post, no, I was like, I can't do more. Um, but then it was funny because I didn't do it. And then my friend, Wendy, who's doing a bunch of stuff is doing it. And, uh, and I thought about it and I thought, you know, if God forbid I was dying this year, what would I want? And I said, I actually think I would like to spend that time with George and Linda because part of me is like, Oh, I think I'm really good at coaching. Like, cause I'm also a registered practitioner. We do weekly supervision. Right. Like, but I, I love George and Linda. I, you know, just as I'm sure there are people like that love you. And so it's like, I would make me really happy because yes, it right. would obviously enhance my coaching, but it would enhance my life. And so to me, money is strange because I don't know. I mean, it, for lack of a better word, it was like, just kind of being, when I think about it, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, why, why is everything thousands? Um, but then sometimes, you know, it's, I don't know. It is what it is. Um, you know, for me, like investing in myself was the best money I ever spent. Yeah. You know, I, I get to wake up happy now. And so I just think like, and I had a coach too, and I had her like, even through the program, um, through that one larger course that I had, I took, but yeah, I can take it again and again. And you know what, through that same course, I just got given another 14 week course for free that her husband made. I mean, it's just like, yeah. if I think that, let me see. Well, I think what I would recommend people do if they're having a really hard time with coming up with it is really work on their money mindset and financial trauma. Because I do think that we're taught a lot of these things like, oh, you're helping people. You shouldn't be charging, but like you also have the standard of living that you want and your dreams that you want. And like, you want to spend more time with your children. Like that's hugely valid. And I just think like anyone can charge whatever feels good for them and the right people, someone will be able to afford it no matter what. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I do think there are ways to incorporate, like having the free content, like you said, you've got so many videos and like, I have lower priced, like mini courses, things like that. I mean, you, there's a lot of ways to reach people at different uh, financial levels. Yeah. And also there, the wonderful thing is there's so many coaches. There's so many people like yep. um, there's a lot of, um, I know there's no one like you and there's no one like me, but there's a lot of awesome people, you know, there are so many. 
and, and there's just wonderful books and there's, um, yeah, you know, I mean, the thing is I've gotten straight feedback where people are like, how can you try you're helping, you know, you're just like, and so some of it, when it's more than just in your head, you know, cause people, right. That is a message. People are going to judge you. People oh, are going to judge your prices that you're trying to, you know, also sometimes I'm like, it's literally $50, you know, or something, and people right. are, well, but also to 50 for some people, that's really expensive. And right. so I get it. Um, and it's, uh, it's an interesting place to be in when it comes to right. mental health and, and being in a heart, you know, but, um, but I think having conversations and then, and also finding people like, I love, um, there's a woman who I follow on Instagram and she just has a great, I'll try to think of her name, you know, just a great attitude around money and, and everything that we are talking about. And so I'm just kind of echoing what you said, um, of making your own peace with it and also exactly um, lining up with it. And, um, and that's why it's like, I've been in, I've had my own private practice for a little over two years and it's just definitely evolving, you know? Um, I think that's ever evolving really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, um, I just think the money piece is funny because when people don't talk about it really, you know, so it is nice to talk about it. And I, I like that you have your prices listed and I have my prices listed for me. That's like how I stay in alignment with like an authentic sales strategy. I don't want to get on a call with someone and try to sell them this price point that's not going to work for them. If this price point won't, won't work for you, click the sliding scale option and we can talk, but like, it's okay if it, it won't. There's no point for you to apply and then you try to sell you. Uh, you know? I know. And that's just not who I am. And and I, I got that from someone else I really like that just have all their prices listed. And so I was like, I'm just going to list all my prices. And I know people are going to judge me and I know people are going to be like, that's super cheap or that's really affordable or whatever. Like, and that's okay. I think, yeah. Anywho, we're, question one. Okay. That's a big one because it comes to it's money. huge. Yeah. You know? And I think we're getting more, you know, I think in 2022, people are talking about money more. I think that kind of old yep. story, um, but it still is like, if I notice myself talking about money, part of me is like, be quiet. This is so embarrassing. But I'm like, okay. But, uh, you know, like with friends, if I, sometimes if I get it, like right. sometimes I'm really excited when, um, cause for me, when I transitioned from being a school psychologist, it was the first time I haven't struggled financially, you know, right. and the whole reason I can afford this home. I mean, we're renting it, but it was me. It was me that did the work. Like when I could send my daughter to camp me, like even just, I mean, I'm 41, but like being a coach and leaving that was the first time that I really didn't need my parents help for big things for like sending my daughter to camp for, um, like, you know, getting my own place after divorce, like, you know, and it's helping my son buy a, like buying my son a computer. Like, um, and also when I had this, there was a time when, um, Instagram first started paying for reels. Um, that was when I, I wanted to send my daughter to camp. And so I, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to post the reels and now they don't pay you anything. But at one point, like I made a lot and, um, I helped my cousin, um, whatever her, his, um, his now wife, but she was saying her oh, wedding dress is so expensive. I'm like, I pay you for half, you know? And it was like yes. really exciting for me, um, to have a little bit more and everything ebbs and flows. You know, that was when it was this unexpected thing, but like. Lily, I love that because I think this is what I try to tell people. The more, I hesitate to say good, but the more like heart centered people who have more money, 
the more good they're going to do with it. They're going to spread it around. They are going to donate it. They are going to give it to family or friends who need help. They're going to be able to spread that money around. Money is meant to be spread around. And so the problem is, is a lot of heart-centered people are afraid of it. They're afraid that it means that they're bad because they want money, that there's something wrong with them if they want money. And there's nothing wrong with you because it only enhances who you are. Yeah. I think it's Simone Seal Grace who's on Instagram and she's like, I love money. My clients love money. And she just has this. Yeah, energy. money's amazing. And it's like, yeah, it's like, it's I love the, money. It's the exchange of money. And so, but part of me, like, I'm not fully on board with it sometimes because I think, oh my God, who am I to love that? Like, I should just slave away. And, um, but I also know, like, I did that. And, but you didn't uh, have to do that. And if no, anyone's listening, you don't have to do that. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, oh yeah, no, you, but, but yeah, I mean, it's just, a, it's a really interesting conversation. Um, and that's why I'm wanting to move in a way that my prices feel more aligned. Um, yeah. again, and, and still my, I mean, I've got thousands of videos and people's lives are changed just from my videos alone. They just tell exactly. me and somebody else in the con, like in one of my comments, somebody said, well, where do I start? And somebody wrote back and they said, scroll to the beginning of her video. She has thousands. If you watch <laughs> them, like I've had some people that are like, my life has changed. Everything's healed. You know? Yeah. Just from your videos. I mean, they're really, and that's mean like the free content is an important piece of it. I think, you know, and yeah, some people do that in different ways. And you have so much. And I think, I mean, one of my mentors, I mean, I love the, um, the openness. I mean, she's made over $20 million in her business and she's phenomenal. And I, some people, yeah, they have, she pisses half people off, you know, but like, I love what she posts. Her new thing right now is like rich mom energy because she just had a baby. And like, I, I love it. I love seeing it. I want to follow her. Who is she? It's Catherine's and Kina manifestation, babe. Wait, spell her name again. Uh, manifestation babe is the handle. Oh, I've heard her podcast. Yep. She's amazing. And I've, I've even like had the opportunity to peer mentor in her program. And like, we're going to go do a retreat. I mean, life-changing in ways you can't, can't imagine, you know, from my end and, yeah. and being able to work with her, but I've also gotten huge, um, benefits from doing like a $5, 28 day course from a book. Like, you know, so, I mean, there is so many levels, like people can just ask, like people who are looking can ask, like, I'm calling in a coach, you know, that's going to be in my price range, you know, and sometimes it's nice to pay like a little bit that's uncomfortable, you know, because it does call you in. I know. Or you're like, whoa, like when I decided to do the thing with George and Linda, um, I think it's like I'm stepping up my own business too, you know? Um, and I know for me in terms of manifestation, um, I, I've had times when I've really liked Abraham Hicks, um, you know, yeah. and I know that like if I ever, and this is for me, a personal thing, like when I can kind of get in alignment and if I can listen to an Abraham Hicks on like business, like, because I know it's nothing about it's, it, it's all the only obstacles in my head, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so when I can kind of line up, you know, and that's where I think for people, it's like, yeah, find people that are sharing stuff that lights you up. And right. you'll, and, and then, um, yeah. And then you'll find your own coach or you'll find a price thing that's, it's good, you know? Um, and it only has to feel good for you, you know, exactly. that's the most exactly. important part. And I think it's funny because when I see stuff comes in, what's coming to me, oh, it's too low, it's too low, but I haven't yeah. changed some of it right now, you know, but when I see it, it's funny because I'm like, what's so low, but it's also okay. Right. You know, I'm working yeah. to- this, the money thing I think does tie into the next question actually, because, you know, you said, for example, that you want to spend more time with your children and we all have things we want to do more of or more travel or more whatever. So like, how have you integrated 
balance into your business and life outside of that to create wellness in all areas. So like for me, financial piece, but sometimes I just find it hard to turn off after I've worked during the day and my day comes, my workday comes to an end, but I'm like, blah, 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 blah in my mind. And the mind kind of goes on a loop. So I guess this is like a two-part question because I want to touch on the thinking loop that can sometimes occur as well, but then that balance piece. Okay, great. Well, first part, when I first started my business, I was really, really busy and it was really exciting. And as I said, it, I was, I mean, I started, um, coaching and it was funny cause I paid a lot. I did. Um, I had a lot of training, but I wanted help to actually create a course. So I did Danielle Leslie's course from scratch and I okay, paid look it up. about 1700. So 1,700. And that was, as I said, like, I mean, I was not did not have that money in my bank account. And so I put it on PayPal credit and I had six months to pay it off. And so, I, but I was like, I am, I'm following Danielle's thing to a T to create this course from scratch. And it was going to be helping people with anxiety, but she was kind of like the bones. And so usually this is also goes, uh, this was pandemic time. And I was, I've usually, as a school psychologist, I did have the privilege of when I leave, I could you know, especially when I was in my 12th year, like after my first or second year, I didn't need to bring any work home. So I'd be done. My time would be with my kids. But then I was doing my course. And so I'd like have my computer as we'd be watching Harry Potter. But I'd say, you guys, I'm changing our lives. And I would just picture a bigger home, a pool. Like I was like, I'm getting us a pool. We are going to be set. And we were living with my parents. And I was like, we're going to get out. I mean, I love my parents, but I was like, I'm going to get us a home. I'm going to do it. And so I was just there. So I worked really hard to start my for, run my first group and it was a live group. And then I started sharing on TikTok, everything blew up. So my first group, I just had five people, one, only one that I didn't know. But so then things, and it was so exciting. So we were able to move out of my parents' home. I got us a place um, that I could never have afforded. Um, and it was just, we were subletting. Um, but I was like, yes, my life is finally better. And one reason that I also wanted to change one, because I mean, I, I honestly probably couldn't afford to be a single mother on that salary, but I was right. really jealous when my friends would hike during the week. So I had two girlfriends and they would be like, do you guys, anyone want to hike on Thursday? And it was this mom's group. And I'd be like, I cannot hike on, the, like, th like I couldn't, I worked at a school, like I had no flexibility. And, and some of it, I would be jealous and I'd be resentful. And so for the first few months, I worked literally like 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. because like doing calls and seeing people. And then I got really quickly burned out. So by December, started my business in like August, but my first group was September. I was literally burnt out. And I remembered, wait, part of this was because I wanted to hike. But my friends had been hiking, but I said, I cannot hike. And then, so I really, I made a point to take off Friday mornings and hike. And so we've been hiking or I've been hiking with them every Friday for the last year and a half. Awesome. Um, but also I recognized that I was burnt out, but I was really like in such a momentum of filling my schedule. But so I had, um, I booked probably like eight to 12 sessions. I did eight. And then I think I did another eight with my mentor, who's now my friend and colleague, Sari Taylor. And she was like, show me your calendar. And it was just stopped. And so she said, I want you to X out times. And I really like, it's funny because now I do that intuitively, but I, I, I had kind of the momentum of that. So, and she was like, just nap between like, and I'd been highlighting because I also ramped up my training again. She was like, how are you reading books? And I was like highlighting. And 
So I really actually had to work in to not fill up my schedule and to not offer more groups because at that time, because of the need or the desire, the want, I would run groups Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I felt really, really burnt out. Um, So that was one part of it was, so Friday mornings, unless there's like, uh, I've signed up for a group and someone else schedules the Friday, Friday mornings are sacred. I hike, I see my friends, and I try now not to work on the weekends. Unless there's somebody in Australia, sometimes I might do like a Friday evening that is something like that. But there were times when I worked every weekend. Um, But to the second part of of like when your thinking gets really speedy, maybe with the momentum of work. um, Well, I think sometimes it depends. Sometimes if I'm in flow, I don't actually want to stop. Like, especially I feel like there's so many fun components of my work. Um, Like I love, you know, I've been working for months on creating this course. And so some of it, I just film videos, like talking like this. Sometimes I do stuff on Canva and then I record over that. Um, And then there's always more TikToks to make. And so sometimes there's a part of me that I just want to keep working. But I also, there's part of me, I want to connect with my kids. So it feels sometimes urgent. Like I need to respond to these emails. I need to make a TikTok. I haven't made any TikToks today, which I still haven't today. Or like, but I also know the bigger thing is just to stop and to be with my kids. But sometimes it feels uncomfortable for those first few minutes because there is a part of me that wants to keep working you know, mm-hmm. like that. It, and I, but I also know that that urgency is just an illusion. There's, is there's no, like, I don't need to make a TikTok video. I don't need to do this to, to do any work. It's just, that's the thinking. Um, so sometimes I guess I'm just aware of the momentum that's built up around work and that I don't feel ready to stop, but I also right. know kind of underneath that is, oh, there's always more to do. So it's okay if it feels like I haven't done enough because that's not really true. That's just, that's just an illusion. And so sometimes I kind of leave, or, you know, my room and go downstairs kind of feeling, (laughs) ah, I want to keep working. Um, And sometimes, sometimes I'm just burnt out or not burnt out. I'm just done even before then. And I just don't feel creative. Um, I just don't feel in flow. And so I stop earlier. And sometimes my thinking is so fast and furious that I just let it be there because it would actually take more energy to stop it. You know, like if I'm thinking of something or especially if it's been like very businessy, like now I started, I just started working with like a marketing agency. And so sometimes I'm like, is this the right choice? What am I going to do? And like, just this loop of rumination and obsession, and it would actually take more energy to stop that. So it's just knowing I have that kind of hamster wheel of business. Um, and it's fine. Like, I don't need to stop it. It can just kind of be there in the background. And I know eventually I get present and I make the dinner and, um, watch TV and connect. With the balance piece, I think it is, for me, it's been definitely something I have had to really work on. And like you said, in the beginning, you're doing more, but I I really liked how you said, like, you leave, like, from the momentum, you'd kind of take that momentum, you know, maybe into your next thing, like with your kids, and you feel that urgency, but then 
you know, it's just going to pass. And I appreciated that because I was like, sometimes I'm like, oh, like it's been a half hour. I said I was done working. And yet my mind's over here like, but I, I didn't get to finish that. Or I still need to edit this. Or I need to finish that clip. And I'm like, I don't want to right now. <laughs> so please stop thinking about it. And that's kind of what I tell myself now. I just say, we're not working right now. And and I just try to keep going on with my day. The thoughts are going to may come or go, but like I have been like really, I do not promote the hustle lifestyle. That's so not me. However, I realized over the summer I was working a lot and probably not even on things that were really useful, um, just like almost to fill time, maybe, I don't know, or like challenge myself. But I think a lot of it was, I was just thinking about it. I was just thinking about what I needed to do and thinking about what I needed to get done versus actually doing anything. Um, so waking up in the night, thinking about it. Um, and then I got sick, I got burned out. And like my old pattern would be, we're done, cut it off. Like we're going to take two months off. I was like, that's not really what we want to (laughs) do. So I was like, um, you know, I'm like checking in with my guides, of course. And they're like, you need to be on social media less, you know, consume less. Also, like I was working with a Reiki healer and she's like, it seems like you're consuming so much information um, that it's not actually helping you in your business with your clients because you have so much of your own innate wisdom that it's just being clouded by all that you're reading. So now I'm like reading for fun, <laughs> like not just personal development, you know, things like that. So it, for me, it's very much a work in progress. And I think your piece with um, just being present, I think is, yeah, like a huge piece. Yeah. It's a, it's definitely a work in progress for me as well. I mean, I think it's, it's always evolving. It's in flux, but I think I have a, I mean, not that there's any better or worse, but I think because I, I think my understanding is deeper on it, but I get into these things. Cause I know for me, I can hyper fixate on stuff and mm-hmm. focusing. So my practice is in the three principles. That's where I'm a registered practitioner. I right. just love it, but I know it's a hyper fixation for me. And it definitely was before. And so, um, and for me, that means that it's, I just am so interested in it. I love it. I want to read all the books. I want to listen to all the podcasts. Like right now I'm in literally four groups, Um, like I'm reading Sid's book in depth for the three principles, global community. We also have weekly supervision calls. I'm doing Michael Neal's effortless success, which I love right now. It's a three week program every day at eight. And then I did the Pransky's last seminar this weekend. And next week I start my virtual mentorship. So it's like, it's a lot, but that works for me. But sometimes I find myself and I would hear it. I think it was last year. I would, it would come in no more three principles no more. And I would be like, like, because I would be like, you know, I just love it. And I'd be talking about it. And then it would be a client. And I would think, Ooh, let me, now I also feel like my understanding is deep. Not that it ever is going to be done, but before I would like, Oh, let me find the best podcast or what's this video. And I'd take it with me in the car. If I'd be driving to meet someone, I'd still be like in work mode. Like, what can I take away for this client? And that's when I would get the message. Like, this is enough like no more three principles, like just stop right. it. And it would be like, oh, I need to find. And so for me, it was like, if I'm driving, like maybe I would listen to a beauty podcast or just music. And then like, just read fiction books, just read for pleasure. When you said that, that's exactly where 
it's um an ebbing and flowing for me of yes yeah. of like my personal and professional development with just pleasure reading and i'm and i think i'm finding with each day like a better balance and so i'm able to participate in those courses um but still have time that's just like just an emptier mind just like um because even if it's what i really like I can get burnt out on it because in a way it's like, I'm still kind of thinking about it. Um, so yeah, it's right. just, it's, it's definitely been a work in progress for me. Um, yeah, I think with that, like with the courses and all that, it's interesting because I, uh, I love it too. I mean, like, that's like all I've been doing. It's just so much personal development. It's like my, you know, I love it. And then I'm like my coach as well. And like my guides are like, what are your hobbies? And I'm like, I don't even know it's personal development. What do you mean? What are my hobbies? Like, it's me, you know, I'm my hobby, but I'm like, I have to do other things. <laughs> it's not just that. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I know. And for me, I think it's been like professional development and like, I need to be a better coach. Yeah. I want to be because it's also, it's a, of course it's constant. Yeah. It's, I love, I love this community. I love the people. I feel good, but, um, I know I used to knit. I used to love knitting. And now I think I read. I mean, and I've always been a reader, but before I started my business, I would read a book a week. And then I started my business. I didn't think I read a fiction book for like a a, a year. Um, right. <laughs> now I've been really reading. I've read probably a book a week again. Um, right. For, for I, yeah, definitely. A hot, and I've gone back into cooking. I think some of it, I got burnt out from the health anxiety orthorexia. Yep. Um, but I think I work less and I turn out like tune out and I've, um, but that's also like, I think I really almost took and I cooked, but I didn't like it as much because I think I was like, Ugh. and now I've been cooking more, but I almost took like almost two years off of really enjoying cooking or baking. I feel, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm right there with you and I'm trying to get in the kitchen more and like maybe listen to an audiobook while I'm cooking or, you know, just make it more fun. And like, I made this really good pizza uh, today and I was like, oh, this was amazing, you know, and it's nice to kind of get back in there. But I, yeah, it's a separate topic, but it is finding balance because we're not just business owners. We do, some of us have families or we have a pet, or we have pets or we just have friends or we just, whatever. I personally don't just want to work in my business. And like you said, it is an extension. Like it is this other thing that we're like growing and tending to. Um, and so I, this is kind of takes me to my next question and it, I don't feel like you do with the, your last answer, but I'm going to ask, um, when you are done with your work day, is there like a ritual or something that you do that you have that helps you set it apart from your life outside of your business? I usually do shower or take like a short bath. Um, okay. so there definitely probably is a ritual. Um, so I have a treadmill desk. I really like it. I like Ooh. being active. So. Um, and sometimes I get sweaty. So usually like, um, there is some sort of like, you know, kind of cleansing. And sometimes, um, I will take a bath. I love a bath. And so, um, sometimes it's like a, just a, like a rinse off shower. And then I, um, I so, but I change clothes because, um, when I'm like working, I'm usually in like bike shorts and like a shirt, or sometimes I'll put on like a nicer shirt on top of it, but I'm like there. 
But so then like the workday's over and I take a shower or a bath and, it, and I probably like half the time I take a bath and it ebbs and flows. Sometimes it's every day. And I read a book, I right. read a little bit of a book, or sometimes I just let myself mindlessly scroll on Instagram or TikTok. Um, but if I can, I try to read a book and, um, and then, and then I go down for, you know, to, to start with dinner or help with the homework or stuff. Um, so that's kind of a, my day. What about you? I am still kind of working it out because I'm, I'm honestly trying to work less in my days now, like about four hours instead of like all day. <laughs> um, and so I'm still really working it out. Cause you know, I was sick and I'm still like kind of healing from that. Um, you know, it's been like five weeks or something. So I'm still, I, I think taking a walk has been helpful for me, like leaving the house, you know, a lot of us work from home. It's like, I don't really leave my house. I don't know a lot of people around here. There's not a lot really going on. So like, I try to get outside. Um, I also do a bath or shower. I told my husband, like, I think I need to change or just, just something. So I'm still, I'm honestly, I, I don't have a set thing that I do at this time. Yeah. yeah. Changing the clothes for me helps like rinsing off and changing. Yeah. But I think it's interesting to just find it. Um, and, um, I used to have an alcoholic drink, um, and I haven't drank today. I haven't drank for 24 days. And so I've given that up. I realized alcohol wasn't working for me, but I used to think that a drink at the end of, I started drinking during the pandemic, like more regularly before as a very okay. healthy person, I did not drink any alcohol. Um, but it seemed to work for me. And that I, I mean, I can really, I've never, I don't drink a lot, but it definitely, I'd start drinking every day. So did my partner, we'd be like, he wasn't a really a drinker. And then we would like have a drink or two, but then it would turn into sometimes three drinks, but never really three, but like two and a slash or something. Um, and I used to think, oh, that was kind of a thing of like, it's the end of the day. And like, I'd have oh, yeah. a drink to make dinner or him and I would have a drink after like when he'd get home. Um, and it did not work. I just had so much thinking around, and this is a whole other topic, but like I right. was in alignment with me drinking daily. Um, and I actually notice that I feel much better, even though before I kind of was like, Oh, it was a fun transition. It made me tired. Um, and right. so, so you couldn't you know, even enjoy that family time as much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But sometimes like, you know, I think, yes, even though I would think I did, because I think sometimes I'd be like lighter hearted about things or I kind of think mm -hmm. it, but I actually really like the exchange of how proud I feel that like, because before it was just like, Oh my God, what am I doing for my health? And like all this stuff, it just wasn't, it didn't really work for me. Um, I think because I don't have a drink, like at the end of the work day, it, that really works for me. Um, and, uh, um, but, oh, but usually then I have like a fun sparkling water. So we'll kind of do a sparkling yeah. water with like lime and a jalapeno or like mint. And so there is like, there is kind of a, a fun drink ritual sometimes. Like what, do, now we just, we make like a mocktail. Um, well, I love it. Cause there's a, there's actually like balance, finding a balance within the balance because what works for you in the beginning of your business may not work for you later, may not work for you this month. So like you can change it up to any time, you know? Yeah. yeah. For me, I really can't be rigid. It's like, Sometimes I work two hours in the morning and two hours in the afternoon, just depending on what my schedules are like. And so I kind of take that. Sometimes I'll have a bath midday. It's like, I'm going to stop working right now. I'm just going to take a bath, eat. I have to do a really supportive schedule right now as per my, my guide's request where I'm like eating at specific times because I'll get into my work and then I don't eat. I don't even want to stop to eat mm -hmm. food. 
And so like finding that balance has been really big where I'm like, no, you have to stop and you need to eat and like prioritize your body and your relationship. So (laughs) that was, I am, I could not, I do not do well, not eating. And so as a school psychologist, the day was really busy and we'd often have crisis, a lot of crisis, you know, whether it was like a threat assessment or a suicide assessment and like, just, you know, a lot of big emotions, I was always eating. So like eating was a priority because if I'm not, if I'm hungry, I will not be of any use. So sometimes like one time we'd have to stay really late when there was like a suicide, um, a student with suicidality and we would have the psycho, psycho, psychiatric emergency team. There's like various names for them, like coming, you know, but I was going to be like, we'd wait for hours, but I would say, um, there's a food truck down. Like, do you, anybody want food? I was like, I will be eating. But because sometimes I didn't really have a lunch break, but it would, there would be a student there if it was kind of a drop-in or things would get messed up. And I would be like, I would just eat my salad while we'd be talking. Like it was like, but so I hear you on that because I am not my best if I'm not nourished. And so taking time for meals and also for me with um, exercise and movement, I have diabetes and just like, it's really great for my physical and mental health. So I will work in a walk, you know, and, and sometimes I'm guided to just really have a whole week of rest and not that it even has to be a week, right. but yeah. there's definitely a lot of times through the year where I'm not sick and I just take a week in bed or I get sick. And then I really need like a week or two of no movement, but I love to move throughout the day. And that's usually just a walk. So I kind of work that in. Um, yeah. I have a question, um, about, um, did you, when you went to transitioning to offering, okay, here's my 90 minute call and the supportive week to a six month package. Like, I know we're kind of going back to that, but to me, maybe it would be helpful for other people that are listening. That's like, wow, I would love to do that. But I'm scared that I am scared that it would be too high. You know, what was the transition like for you? And I guess, do you find that have adequate clients being like, Oh, okay. That that's price works for me. I think that, so I was kind of guided towards that. Um, like at the beginning of summer. So then I kind of spent the summer, like I didn't post it. Um, you know, I did different, I kind of was building up to it, like creating the container energetically. And, um, you know, I took some different workshops and like, uh, like trauma-informed coaching workshop. And then, which I absolutely loved. I did some workshops in astrology, loved. I also started the podcast, loves, you know, so there's like, there's like a lot of different things. Um, and so it was more like building it. And then I was like checking in with them. Like, when am I supposed to post this? When am I supposed to post this? And like, when am I supposed to change like how this is structured? And, and they were like, Oh, soon, soon. You know, my guys, my wisdom, whatever you want to call it, is like, okay, yeah. soon, like by September, probably September, you know? And so I'm kind of like building up to it. So it wasn't like, for me, it wasn't like, this is the new, oh, and then I was kind of like, you know, writing out details, like throughout that three months, like what I might want it to look like, what am I going to include? I was getting ideas from other people who have businesses um, and, who, you know, what, what they're doing and how they do the application process and that kind of thing. And um and just kind of learning and growing my own kind of repertoire of things and tools and whatnot. And then my coach was like, so Kelly, when are you supposed to be posting this? I think it would be really helpful if you just got it posted. I'm like, yeah, no, it's sometime this week. And then I got sick, you know, so then it was like a little bit later. And um, I ended up thinking I, I just changed it all. Like 
less than a month ago, probably. And I really haven't even marketed the change much simply because, I mean, I was sick and then I haven't been called and it's still a work in progress because it is like, I mean, here I'm announcing it on the podcast, but and it's on the website. People see it, people know about it. Um, but I really haven't even put it out there much. Um, you know, the new, the new six month co- coaching package. Okay. Um, so it's very new. And I, I do think like, I mean, I've had my business for a little bit over a year, but I really didn't start going into it until this year, January. Okay. Um, so it's still really new. <laughs> I um, I think just following those bits of guidance and listening and trusting your intuition. And like, for me, that's huge as like, it's, you know, my business is very spiritual, energetic based, and I'm into all that. That's part of who I am. I'm into all that kind of stuff. And, um, I've learned a lot from the astrology, like piece of it. And I think that whatever someone feels called towards, you know, if you're really feeling called to create a course, like it's probably because you need to create that course. And if you sit with it, if you sit in silence, the answer of how much you should charge will come. Yeah. And if you're uncomfortable with that, then do the mindset work around the money. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I there's no like right or wrong. Like I said, I know people who charge a hundred thousand dollars. Tony Robbins is like millions of dollars to work with him, right? I, mean, I know. You, you can. There are some coaches who, who charge hardly anything, and and they're burnt out all the time, so they can't give because they their cup is empty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just thank you for sharing that. I love it because I think it's, and also what I took away from you was so intentional, so thoughtful, so slow, you know, which I think I think that in myself, you know, I've been thinking about my prices and my business, you know, for a long time. And in terms of course, and I'm having somebody that's kind of recreating a new website for me that will host the course and, um, and all this stuff. And so I think, oh, when that all goes live, when everything, and of course that's when I'll kind of change it, but it's, you know, and I think that's, I just really like that approach. Cause for me, I, I, I try to connect with my wisdom, you know, go beyond my intellect and that part of me that is like old habits, old thinking, scarcity based. Um, yeah. So when I know I can line up with it energetically and it's not there yet and that's also okay, you know, yeah, exactly. Like where you're like, oh, I don't know now. And so I think if people are getting that, like, it's totally okay not to know. You know, I remember when Morgan, who's a, a friend and he is also a great podcast. And he said, before I know, always comes, I don't know. And I don't really know the next step. I know there's a course because I've been creating all of that and it's almost ready. But like, so I'm like, am I going to offer these workshops still that people can purchase? What right. is it? what, you know, what does it look like in terms of, because for me at the end of the day, I want my business to be good, you know? And if it's just a mm-hmm. course, that I don't connect with people. That's not really fun for me. I don't want to just make right. money. Like I want exactly. to, I want it's hard to, centered. it's hard centered, you know? And so I know for me, if there's a course, there's going to be like a weekly call or a bi-weekly call. Like I love mm-hmm. the connection because yep. I don't want like no human connection or no, I want people to be like, this is helping me, you know? And so I know I want the human connection. So I don't want to make my prices so much that there's not any one-on-one or any groups, you know, that's not mm-hmm. really, actually, that's not really fulfilling for me. This like just us talking, like that's what lights me up. Um, and so I definitely still want to have connections with clients and people. Um, 
but also in a way I know how I'm going right now. And especially how I was going when I was running groups, because I used to run groups and it would be like every Wednesday and Thursday, I'd gone away from my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but I actually thought that was really tiring, you know? Right. It is. There's a, there's a lot of energy that goes out in those. I know. And so, yeah. And I think especially when it was just shorter groups, because I would do like a month group and I, then I would just do $200. Um, but, right. um, for a whole month. Yeah, I know. I Sorry. know. It's like so uh, cheap. I'm like, I should have found you then. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm always willing to pay. <laughs> okay. No, I know. Um, but you know, it was, I would do it. Cause I don't know, you know, it's yeah. It, it, as I said, it's, yeah, I, I'm it's not running the course on money. I'm not running the course right. on business and money, you know, anxiety, but it's, panic, mental health. Yeah. I, right. I, I'm not that the business money stuff. Like I'm still, I'm still finding my way, you know? Right. Um, yeah, I said too much. Okay. I was no, just say, like, I, I also like, I don't want the, the coaching package. Like if say, say 30 people signed up, just say they did. Okay. I wouldn't take all 30 because I don't have that emotional capacity because if you're in the container, that six month container with me, that's very special. I'm going to be putting a lot of energy into that even outside of the call. So it's limited space. So that's, I can only do what two, six, you know, six month chunks for you with limited clients. And I said to my husband, like, it will never be this cheap again. Like it will never be this price again. Like, because to work one-on-one, um, because I, I really value that. And I do put energy into it. I know. Well, and for me too, because just as we've gone over, like I always go over with my clients, I barely, and sometimes like, oh, your time, but like, I don't want to be, I mean, sometimes I have to be, cause I'm like, I got to get my son, but like, if I can, I don't want to be limited, you know? Right. To, um, and I know that some people have a limit, yep. but like, that's the beautiful thing. I know what you mean though. Yeah. You know, like, because I I'm there, I'm present, I'm showing up. And so that's why I know my yep. prices aren't ever going to be this cheap again either, or this, not this right. cheap, this low, this... because that's insanely, it's, it could be so expensive for somebody else. So, I mean, I just want to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, 100%. But, um, but yeah, because. And that's why I don't want to do the one-offs anymore. Um, because you I, want to almost experience that like ch- transition with them. I don't know. It's like you want to, the one-offs I think sometimes aren't as helpful. I, that's why I do the, I'm doing the emails with mine so they can come back and I go back and forth. I even have done 30 minute sessions, which are, which I started to do because I've done short ones too. I know. And I, but I'm kind of want to move. I think this is in my last week because then it's a, I'll do 30 minutes when I've already worked with them because that really works. I have a lot of clients that have done groups with me and we have worked a lot and, um, they're fine for a 30 minute, you know, I know a lot of my coaching sessions, like with my personal coach are 30 minutes, Yeah, but I, you know, and, but sometimes they're longer, you know what I mean? I'm like, uh, do you have an extra 15 minutes? You know what I mean? And I, I pay her extra for that time, but you know, it's just, I think the biggest thing too, is like, people just have to do what feels good for them. But then if they're, if they get burnt out, really question, like, am I, are my prices too low? Cause some, some coaches will say, or some mentors will say, um, if you're getting burnt out in your business, it's because your prices are too low. Mm. So there's, there's that piece too, where it's like, to me, I, I love money. I mean, you know, I think money is great. I think that a lot of heart-centered people, and I, I definitely, this was me too, have demonized it. Yeah. 
as, as the money is a tool. I just want to like money is a tool, just like a knife is a tool. And my mentor always says this, you can do really bad things with a knife or you can make a meal. If I make dinner with a knife, I cut everything up. We don't thank the knife. Good job, knife. No, we thank me, the person using the tool. Money is the exact same. Money is just a tool. You can use it for good. You can use it for bad. Or you can use it, I don't, good and bad isn't like the words I really like to use for anything, but you can use it to do things that are not helpful, or you can really help a lot of people with it. Money is a great tool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. When you say your mentor, who's your one, who's your, I mean, and you probably- The, the money to... one would be more Catherine Zinkina, the one who I did that really long course with in, the, okay. in terms of money, the manifestation babe, because she's really big on money. She used to have a whole course on money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So- you know, and she does have, I think, a book about money, but, um, and there's a really big manifestation and spiritual piece involved in that. And, and that's really, my business has a lot of that too. So I think like nothing is impossible. (laughs) So I, you know, I, and I just love, like, I see, I see coaching, I see coaches charging 30, um, 60, say $60 for one hour. And I see coaches charging $1,500 for one hour and, and even more. Yeah. And they're both happy with that. They're yeah. both happy with that. And so it's really like, like finding what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I completely agree. I can, I mean, and I, and I, I also think it just depends on what state of mind you're in where sometimes it's like, 100%, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, and you just have to be there. You have to line up, you know, and my mentor, when I say my mentor right now, I'm just referring to Dr. Pettit. Um, right. Um, he's who I did a long mentorship with last year. Um, and he even talks about that, about vaccines, you know, which could be a controversial subject, but he, he said, you know, if he really believed that people that got the vaccine, that they were really on the fence, like with like, you know, like that they just weren't lined up with it where if it's like a, a yes, this is it. Your body's in the place to receive it well. And it's like this vaccine. And he said on the flip side, if you were lined up, I do not know. It's a no for me. I can get a COVID. It's going to be fine. I'm going to handle it with a breeze. Your body is going to do that. You're going to, you know, and so I think there's so much in that, you know, I know, I remember reading about when people would eat broccoli when they did not, they were like, I hate broccoli and force themselves to eat it. They actually didn't even retain the nutrients. Like it was like, no, you know, and I know that's like, wait, what are you talking about vaccines and broccoli and now money? But I think when you show up and you are like, yep, it's X amount of money for my individual session. And just is, yeah, it's a yes. It's an offer. Mm-hmm. People feel that. And it's like, it's a yes, you know, where right. it's that $300 white shirt where someone's like, this is fabulous, you know? Right. Um, exactly. There's, well, I, I think too, like, um, oh gosh, it's like, it, it makes it, it all, it all does tie together because it's don't do things from like the ego or fear or like, oh, I'm afraid if I charge this much, no one's going to hire me or, or like, I'm afraid if I charge too low, I'm going to get burnt out. Like if you're afraid, really go into that. Like before you make your decision on that in the sense of like, if it's like, it's like the vaccine, like I'm saying like people, I heard this argument, the same about the vaccine. It was like, um, if you're doing it because you're afraid, um, but you don't really want to, or if you're not doing it because you're afraid, it's like, what, why are you doing it? Why are you not doing it? What's the fear there? What does that mean? What can you learn from that? Yeah. 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 I know where it's, it's interesting. Cause I work a lot with anxiety 
And so sometimes people have said, oh, wait, so should I always push myself to go out, you know, or like, or should I do this? Like what? And it's like, no, it's none of that. It's like, you know, just, it, it really is like getting quiet and allowing yourself to be guided in, in every way that right. we're talking about, whether it's money or you stop for a minute and then you allow your guides or your wisdom to come through. And it is right. you know what I know you're nervous, but you are going to love this trip to Disneyland. You are going to, yeah, it's a yes, go, go. Yeah. Have fun. You don't have to go on the rides, but eat a churro and have a great time. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or <laughs> says, you know what? I don't really care that my niece and nephew are here. I'm so tired. Maybe it's a little bit of anxiety, but maybe I'm just tired. It's a no for Disneyland. I'm going to, I'll see him when they come home. And I just, you know, like it, it's, yep. we should never do something or there's not a should, but we don't need to do no anything yeah. on what anybody says, you know, like I'm a very much a homebody. And I think the pandemic gave me permission mm-hmm. to be the introvert that I've always been. And I think a lot of the anxiety that I felt, some of it was pushing myself to be more external than, right. Um, and some of it was just my old life and stuff. And I think now having a partner, that's a great fit in terms of our homebodiness, um, and, and truly getting to work from home. Like, it's just such a big yes for me. And then doing things that are aligned with my soul, like going on a walk or going on a hike with a friend. Um, and yeah, so it's, I guess I'm just a, a work in progress as we're all work in progress. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like looking at the time, Lily. I'm like, it is 5:30 here. I have three more questions for you, which okay. obviously we're not gonna, really. Well, I can get. Do let, let me just do to, one. Okay, yeah, we could try to do them quickly. <laughs> can we? I don't know. All right, <laughs> let's try for one, and then we'll see what happens. <clears throat> okay. Um, have you ever hit a wall in your business with self-doubt, imposter syndrome, procrastination, or fear? And what did you do to get past it? Yes, when that psychiatrist whatever her word was, when she harassed me because she created like three accounts on TikTok and then emailed me. And it was a very lengthy thing. And it was like, who are you to treat OCD? So I definitely had imposter syndrome when it came to OCD because my license is as a school psychologist. And, um, but I was practicing as a coach. And so I think coaches can get a really bad rap in terms of, especially in like the mental health community where people are like, you should see a licensed therapist or a licensed psychiatrist. Don't see like a bullshit life coach or something. And so, um, I was thinking, I kind of felt confident with like anxiety and panic, but then it's like OCD, that seems much more like you must be a, have a PhD, um, to treat that. Um, because I think the language around it is like, it's more serious and you have to do exposure mm. response prevention. And, um, so I was thinking, should I get my PhD? And then I thought, and I applied to school, like, or I was like in talks with the universe, universities. I was like, I do not want a traditional psychology PhD. The only reason I'd be doing it is to have the letters and to say, but I want to do the three principles. So that Wait, was-, was the only reason you were doing it because that woman reached out to you with her email. I mean, I had already had that thought before her. She just put my, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, it was already, it was already there. It was already just to have the letters behind my name, the credentials behind right. my, um, and also I'd, I'd never really, I'd always been cre- like, you know, credentialed and had like a license. And so now I was moving out in a different field. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was when I signed up to do um, almost like a year-long mentorship with Dr. Pettit, who's a retired psychiatrist. And that was a certification. 
And so I asked him, he was my mentor and I would talk to him about my clients, especially with OCD. So I really had a little bit of um, insecurity, imposter syndrome regarding OCD. And because my style isn't like, it's not exposure response prevention. It's much more heart aligned. It's, it's, it's different. It's much more simple. It's much more soulful. It's much more individual based on the client. Um, but part of me was like, well, who am I to say this is what would work with OCD? I really wanted to talk to other psychiatrists and psychologists that had worked with people. So for me, um, I worked with Dr. Pettit extensively. Um, but then I've also, you know, had other mentors. Like I worked with Dick and Bettinger, who's a psychologist. And then I would go, and then I think when I also joined the Three Principles Global Community, because they have weekly supervision sessions. Um, and then, you know, you can... And that really helped me feel part of a community and then also to become a registered practitioner with them. And then continuing just my education. And I would say, oh, I wanted to work with Dickon. Oh, Hannah was talking about chronic pain and all this. I'm going to have some sessions with Hannah or like, um, or Michael. And so um, that I guess was, and then I, and then I'm not, I don't feel like an imposter when it comes to OCD. I feel one, I've worked with a lot of people with OCD. And then I talked with a lot of people above me, you know, or people that had been in the field for longer. And I also just feel like, oh, my confidence grew in my approach, which isn't even my approach, but, um, but so that's one, I guess, in terms of imposter syndrome. Oh, and I also then did a mentorship with Sari Taylor, who was my business mentor, but also I would talk to her about clients. Um, right. Because that's also how I trained as a school psychologist. So when you are a lot of, you know, psychology things, you have like a few years of internship and you have a mentor and you ask them all these questions and I became a mentor. But in the beginning, I would, you know, consult. And then, as I said before, I didn't really need to consult that much towards the end because I'd been in the field for like 12 years, but I would still like ask the clinical psychologist, she'd be down the hall or I'd talk to the social worker and I missed that. And so now I'm not very much stumped by it, but it was really important for, it was very helpful for me in the beginning to have mentors to say, oh, a client says this and like, and get their feedback. Um, but what if like you're new in your business and you're not able to maybe get all of the different mentorships? Like, is there anything else that you did? Like just with you? Well, like I mean, mindset piece. Well, some of it is, well, you just showing up and you just, you know, the more clients you see. Um, and as we said before, there's so many great free videos, you know, of just kind of what you said, lining up with I'm going to find a book that's going to be great. I'm going to find right. videos. There's YouTube, whether it's Instagram. And so, um, and somebody might, as you said, might have like a, a $20 course um, that in your field, you know, right. um, I, I mean, of course I, bundles, I've seen course bundles. Yeah. But and books are invaluable, you know? And so you can go to the library and rent a book and then probably people, you know, me, like if somebody took the time, they don't ever need to work with me. I seriously have thousands and thousands of free videos. So if right. somebody found somebody that they like and they can find all their videos, but then I think the best is your confidence is going to increase just as it increases, the more you do anything. Like when someone first exactly. cooks a meal, they're like, eh, and then they just start to know, oh, now I yep. know how to chop I feel great at making soups yeah. now because I've made soups 20 times, you know? Right. So, but, but also what my mentors would taught me is the most important thing 
was how I was feeling going into a session, you know, so some of it is just trusting the knowledge that you already have getting into a good place yeah, and you just show up and you just listen deeply because that's what I do now. I don't be, but before I think I had a little bit of self or a little bit or a lot sometimes of self-doubt, especially sometimes if it was somebody that looked like they had a big problem, it would look like it was on me. And I think through my mentorship or what I just, it's not on me. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And I think that really became true for me is seeing the well-being in everybody. Like everybody has the answers. Everybody is just as wise. So I, all I need to do is sometimes if I can just, I mean, scratch that because I always can, but like, so I just get into a good place you know, and just show up and just listen deeply and let my own guides, my own wisdom come through. Yeah. Um, and to also, help them reach theirs. Yeah. And that's where it's like, you just ask questions. And so, um, yeah, but that's, I just got more comfortable because then, um, as the more you do anything, you know, um, and I think it was in a way, because my practice, I grew so much in the beginning, Um, I was like, like I had imposter syndrome, but also I guess it was for my first group. That was a big group. Um, and my, I said to my boyfriend, like, Oh my God, I just felt nervous. And he shared with me that his friend, my boyfriend's a creative director. And so he went to, um, USC here in California. And a lot of his friends are also in like the film and TV business. And one of his friends is like a, maybe he's a writer on a big TV show. And he said that he had this thought like, Oh no, when are they going to find out? I can't write. And like, just this imposter thought. And he's, and I was like, something about when he shared that, it just stripped away my worries because I was like, here's this, you know, 40 something year old man who went to graduate school for writing, like is writing, has written movies and TV shows. And he still has that meaning. When are they going to find out they can't write? So I never think that now, when is someone going to find out? because I just, I trust in myself, but in the beginning, knowing that just because I felt sometimes like an imposter insecure had nothing to do with my ability. Um, right. I know that was just one part of it. Oh, no, I think, you know, you got it. No, you got okay. it. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, the next one is perfectionism. It's not really a question. It's just like this idea of perfectionism. And we kind of talked, talked about it, like in our personal conversation and trying to be superhuman instead of simply being human. Yeah. Kind of ties in with what we just talked about, I guess, too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that's still a work in progress for me. Sometimes I feel like, sometimes I'm like, I'm fully ready to be a human, you know? And I know that Michael Neal talked to me about that when he said, I'm going to die a lovable mess. And to me, I'm like, Michael Neal, he's up here. And it kind of like, and he's the one that said that to me in terms of superhuman versus human. And I was like, Oh, you know, it takes the pressure off. Cause when we're going to be superhuman, then it's like, I'm never going to be late again. Well, I'm never going to burn out again. Um, and I, and I think we're uh, all of it is just a work in progress. And it's sometimes I'm super aligned with what I'm charging and aligned with the breaks that I'm taking. But I guess what's changed for me is I no longer think that there's perfection to be reached, you know, not that, I mean, I can still learning, but I guess I'm not, I'm totally okay that I'm going to still overwork hundred yeah. percent and that's okay. 
Um, who knows, maybe in a year or two, I'll get to a place where I more often have better balance. Um, but I know that sometimes it just catches up with me like this week, I'm very booked and that's okay, but actually I'm managing it well, but sometimes my body gives me a break by me getting sick, you know? And I know for some people, your body will stop you. Yeah. And so sometimes I'm like, Oh, you know, um, and so I just know I'm going to either, I, hopefully I might catch it before, but, um, I'm much more comfortable now being human than superhuman. But I mean, I also know, depending on my state of mind, I might want to be more superhuman sometimes. Um, but I don't know, I guess in that question there, which was, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, What's helped me is again, it, it, people don't have to pay for mentorships because I think if you just listen, you hear people or you can follow people that just share how he, the mistakes they've made. It's very you know? true. Like, and my mentor, Dr. Pettit, when he would say that like, oh, when he would get fast and furious, then he would sometimes like get vertigo or like, you know, and it was just like, oh, I got, was working too much. Um, even if it's on stuff we love, um, And so I saw my mentors, people I looked up to being human and that, and then I was like, whether it's a dog barking on their podcast or that. Did you just hear my dog? Oh, no, I didn't. But like, and also Georgia and Linda who are, you know, just amazing. And they, the elders in my community and they were just doing a seminar and George is, I think 80 now he had heart surgery and he had a stroke, I guess it was two years ago, but he's, he's just so great. But so it was supposed to start at 10 and then they were like, we are moving it. I mean, in the first day they were just ha- over half an hour late, but then they were like, you know what? 10 is too early for George. We'll be moving it at 10 30. Love that. You know? Yeah. And like somebody actually comments, like it gave us permission. And I was running like one or two minutes late and I was feeling really stressed for a client. And then I thought it is fine. I mean, I don't ever want to be late, but I was like, sometimes people are late. Like when yeah. you see a therapist or you see a doctor, you might wait two minutes. It's okay. Right. Like, my intention is to show up. And so usually I'm always right on time, but my son had all these bug bites and we were like looking for this, whatever. Life happens. And then I thought it's human to sometimes be two minutes late or to get sick. And sometimes to say, I cannot work today. Um, right. Or Lily, like today when you hopped on the podcast and I was like, I have lost all my notes and don't know where they are. Can we come back in 15 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I thought was perfect for this episode. I was like, that's hilarious. I think for me, the superhuman perfectionism thing comes in. Um, I'll fixate on like something I said in a podcast episode and I'll think, oh, should I edit that out? And then I think, no, or is it going to be understood wrong? Or is it, you know, and it's like, and then it's like, okay, just it's a loop, you know, and that's kind of like, where is like, please stop. Um, but the perfectionism thing, I, yeah, definitely gotten so much better because sometimes you just, well, A, it's, it's unattainable, but a lot of, I know at least from my experience, a lot of women are taught this like myth of perfectionism. And, um, I think people are too, but like all people, I mean, um, and it's just so exhausting. Just don't try to be perfect in your business. It's better to send out the newsletter with a typo than to not send out the newsletter at all. Yeah. And it's okay to like be misunderstood or be seen in a different way because people are going to experience us differently and have their own experiences and judgments within our business. But I think that like idea of being seen sometimes makes people want to 
do it more perfectly, but like, like my mentors too will show up or move their things or with no explanation, Hey, it's canceled. It's going to be next Monday or, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know what? Good for you because that's, you have a life too. (laughs) It's like, you know, (laughs) Um, you know, so, well, do you have anything else on that? No, no, that's okay. My final one, I think is easy. It's, um, you may not, may not know, but you may, um, was one of the questions that came through from my amazing, uh, business friends. Um, not just business friends, but Heart Center business owner friends. Do you know of any places to look for support when you're working to build a heart center business? You know, we kind of touched on this with just like all of people's like free content or different mentors. I know. Well, you know what? And I think a lot of people that I first found for other reasons then have started having like business coach things too, you know? Right. And so, um, well, it sounds like you have a lot more people. Cause I think a lot of my mentors, I don't know how, you know, it, it's still kind of more mental health, psychology, psychiatric mentors. Um, right. But yeah, do you have, yeah, who are your, who, what, um, what communities have you found in terms of heart I, center? I'm heart center business. Well, see, Catherine Finkina doesn't do a lot of business stuff, but she does have a lot of podcast episodes on it, but also just her transparency with her business and where she was in the beginning versus where she is now. And then money mindset was huge for me to heal my money mindset mm-hmm. um, around yeah. that. And then also just to build up my own self-worth and like, you know, get to a place where I felt confident. but. Um, Luna Love, which I'll tag her, she's another one. And she's the one who did, um, the trauma informed, like coaching and helping professional workshop, which I loved and really want to do a lot more in trauma informed like things. So I'm like on the lookout for that kind of stuff now. I just think it's so important. And, um, so that's what I would really like to do more for my own business and my own self. Well, you know who I love? It's Simone Grace Seal. So I think that's, so if you haven't, she's, she has stuff, she has an, a lot that you might like in terms of full marketing and she just has, but she has a lot. Like if people go to their, um, to her website, she has a lot of kind of offerings and in terms of a heartfelt ethical business and she loves money too. And so, no, I follow her. I saw you yeah. like one of her things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so I, cause I think what you had said too, if you said even without the intention, um, you, people will show up, you know, um, Oh, I'd like to find a, you know, a heart centered kind of business coach or business community that might fit with me. And, um, and I've never worked with Simone personally, but I've liked her podcast. I've bought her book. I've listened to her her videos, you know, and just, and her, I see her posts and she just gives me really great energy and feedback just from that. I haven't paid much. Maybe I did one kind of short thing that she did, but I, she's got a lot of price points from what yeah, I've she seen. Was. Yeah. But, but her thing in terms of pricing, joyful marketing is $22,000, yeah. you know, and at first when I'd see it, I was like, Oh my God, but I'm not, you know, I don't know if it's something I do right now or I would do where I'm at now. Um, but I like to see different price points, you know, and just yeah, as like, same. it's wonderful that there are coaches that, yeah, as you said, charge 60 and then 22. And also sometimes she does a $25 workshop. And then if you're yeah. going to do marketing, it's 22,000, you know, um, but she is just re- her posts are just, you know, on Instagram are really insightful. And, you know, you can get a lot from seriously, just one 
Instagram post. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, well, I think there is a lot of support out there. I, I think somebody that I'm thinking of is Barb Patterson. Um, she's in the three principles community. She has business summit stuff. She has business stuff and she's definitely heart centered. So, um, yeah. Um, Barb Patterson. Yeah. She, I think she's great. I know that she has groups. She for like entrepreneurs, business leaders, organizations, but she, I'm looking at her thing now. She has like free resources, one-on-one small group. So Barb is definitely right. Um, well, the thing with Catherine Zinkina too, she's got, she's got a huge freebie library. That's kind of where I started, you know, just doing like her free things that she had. And, yeah. um, and you know, that eventually did build me into a client from a smaller course and then her bigger course, but I always knew I wanted to do it. And I knew yeah. I would do it when it was in alignment with me, um, you know, spiritually and financially, even though that one, I did that one, I dipped on a credit card. Like you said, you like, you're like, I don't have money to make account. And I was like, I don't care. I'm doing it. Like it's the first one. And I'm so like, it was the best investment, but I, I try not to like, I don't like ever put that out there for people. Cause I'm like, you don't need to put things on a credit card to, to get help. It's okay. You can wait. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> I know, I know, but I think, you know, also what you shared, I think is important. And if people are listening and they haven't heard this before, cause it's not definitely not my idea, but like the first time somebody finds you, they might not necessarily buy your sign up and that's okay. Like it might take 10 times or 20 times of seeing your post of doing a, you know, a a free course or like watching your workshop, the lower price point. Uh, That's what it's been for me. There's very rarely any time that I've gone straight. Oh, I did for Danielle Leslie though, but I was like, that was what I needed. I watched, she had a free webinar and then I signed up. So I was like, it's doing it. But for most people I've watched their videos Maybe I'll do something at a lower price point. And then it could be even a year later or something that yeah. I'm like, and that, that 6,000 doesn't seem that high. And I'm like, well, cause they, they've built value almost like yes, in your life yes. already. And I think that's the thing. Like just keep you, everyone's valuable. Just keep putting out your value in your own unique, authentic stuff. And then. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's so wonderful because when people come to work with me, they already know me. They've seen a lot yeah. of my videos. They've usually yep. done one of my workshops and then they do a one-on-one. It's a great uh, basis. And, and that's what I've said when someone said to me, someone recently, oh, in terms of financial. And I said, do one of my workshops and read one of the books that I recommend. And then you just need a few sessions, you know? Um, but well, this was yeah. wonderful. This was helpful. Thank you so me. much. I know. I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll manifest it in five years. We'll do our own heart-centered business course. <laughs> yes. I yeah. love it. I know. I'm always all about the, I'm all about the collaborations. If you love this episode, please let me know. You can always tag me on Instagram or send me a DM. If you have any questions or big takeaways, I would love to hear from you. Thank you for spending this time here. Much love.